It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, the podcast grows, and we'll talk about the most interesting red in 2022. That's all coming up on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Let's get started. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy New Year's Eve and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, super fan and addict of the Cincinnati Reds. And let's face it, all Cincinnati sports. Let's go Bearcats. We got us a huge game today. Time to shack the world. Bama who? Right? Am I right? Anyway, we're going to talk about the Reds here on today's podcast, but I want to start with this huge announcement. I've teased it a little bit. We've had a little bit of vague uh, references up leading up to this this past week or so that I've said that the future of the podcast is growing and it's going to take a different look. No, I'm not leaving. I'm sure some of you are disappointed by that, but I will be adding a co-host. Let's bring him in. You know him as the host of the Reds Alert podcast, but now he will be the co-host of the Locked On Reds podcast. He is Stephen Offenbaker. Steve, welcome on board, dude. I am so excited to be here, Jeff. You know, uh, this has been a long time coming, and I think that people may not necessarily realize that. It, it's It's been to the point for the last several months uh, between what I was doing over at Reds Alert and what you were doing at Locked On, uh, that behind the scenes, uh, you know, you and I were basically checking we- with each other every week to make sure that we weren't doing the same things because that happened several times throughout the last Reds baseball season. And uh, when you came up with this idea for me to just join forces with you and do this show, I was super excited. It made perfect sense to me. And the more I've thought about it uh, since we decided to do this, uh, I realized it's actually the perfect fit for covering Reds baseball because, you know, Marty had his left-hander, the old left-hander Joe Nuxall. And the Reds television booth has the crafty lefty with Chris Welsh there with uh, whoever the play-by-play guy happens to be throughout the years, you've got the crafty lefty. And now you, Jeff Carr, are getting the last lefty that's going to be added to the group. That's me, the last left-hander. So uh, we, we're going to be doing this for the next 30 years. It's clear. It's ironic because if I'm golfing or if I'm at the bat, I'm left-handed too. So we're just all kinds of confused. Now, I don't write left-handed. I write right-handed. I'm all confused in many different forms. In fact, I'm just so insanely excited. It's got me confused because I forgot to say, hey, by the way, thanks for making Lockdown Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. We're free and available on our platforms. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited, dude. Not only because the Bearcats are facing the Alabama Crimson Tide in the college football playoff that I am so happy. Absolutely. I'm the only undefeated football team in this nation here in college football. And in pro football, nobody's undefeated in pro football. So, yeah, the best football team on the planet, I think. Um, anyway, let's talk some baseball because I firstly want to round you out. I mean, a lot of people have listened to the Reds Alert podcast along the way and overlapped with Locked On Reds and stuff. But for those who don't know, 
introduce yourself because you've been a Reds fan around for a while and kind of like you've told me before when it came to the idea of talking about the Reds on the internet you kind of jumped in as an OG well you know the days of of internet coverage of the Reds go you know way back to email listservs and uh, for those of you that don't know what that is I mean I'm, at this point there may be a lot uh, but Bill Lack, uh, our good friend over at uh, what is now the Riverfront, uh, he had hosted an email listserv that, you know, was just a bunch of fans getting together to talk about the Reds. And this is before the days of podcasts. And, you know, a young high school student uh, named Stephen Offenbaker was on that list. Uh, Chris Welsh monitored that list for the commentary. Greg Rhodes, uh, Reds historian, was on that list. Chad Dotson uh, was also on that list as he was heading off from high school to college. And uh, out of that grew Red Leg Nation, which led to Red Leg Nation Radio, which, you know, started this whole, you know, fan-based Reds podcast community. And, uh, you know, I go all the way back to that. Uh, personally, you know, I started um, as an intern at a radio station when I was 14 years old. I've been air staff. I've been, like you, a producer and run the board. Uh, on top of that, I covered sports for my local newspapers, both high school and college. And as I aged and life grew, um, you know, I eventually got out of some of that because let's face it, we all need to make a little bit of money and do some things that are a little bit more lucrative than, you know, covering high school, high school and college sports sometimes. So I got away from it and I never quite got over that itch to, to do broadcasting and to cover sports and to, to follow a team. And it just became natural for me to get back into podcast, into podcasting to kind of, you know, keep myself in that. And Reds Alert did very, very well. Um, you know, in a very short period of time, I managed to build a pretty great network of contacts. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to talk to some amazing people about the Cincinnati Reds and about baseball in general. And uh, it's just, you know, that passion has just continued to grow and grow and grow. And now coming over here to Locked On, a huge network with a lot of support. And then working with you, who might be the only person I know that could be just slightly more addicted to this baseball team than me, I think that it's a natural fit. And I'm very, very excited about the direction we're going to be able to go now with uh, with our forces joined uh, to bring Reds content to the masses, so to speak. I know that there were a handful of people that got to partake in our live show at Fretboard Brewery earlier on, uh, well, not earlier on, later in 2021, August, I think. My memory is like blanking a little bit. I think it, it was, was that was anyway. That was July. July, yeah, almost August. Like some people, you know, some people refer to it as pre-August, but um, I, I think that, you know, we had a good back and forth there. We, we tried our hand at Bengals podcasting, but didn't quite get off the ground there. But I think that we've always felt as though the two of us could put together a pretty decent podcast. And for whatever reason, we've chosen to cover the Cincinnati baseball team and that's where we are. We're going to get, bring lots of stuff to you this off season and into the season. And who knows how long Steve, this is officially my third anniversary. I started with Locked On uh, December the 31st of 2018. Uh, leading into the 2019 season, it was just days after the uh, beautiful trade that Dick Williams somehow got, uh, you know, living, breathing human beings who played baseball for Homer Bailey 
that was kind of an interesting start. This is going to be a lot more interesting than that, I have a feeling. Oh, it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, congratulations to you. Three years of, of first listens of the day is a lot of first <laughs> listens of the day. So congratulations on that. I know that's a, that's a, that's a lot of episodes to, to be churning out through some periods of time that uh, I'm sure was a lot of work just to come up with something to talk about. Well, and Major League Baseball as a whole has decided to make it interesting to talk about baseball at all this offseason, but we're going to continue to do that right here on the Locked On Reds podcast. Steve and I will talk about uh, a couple of different things, whether it's the most interesting Red of 2022 or just our favorite Reds in general coming up here in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the snack that you need to add to your snack game that will elevate it to the major leagues. Listen, you're probably muddling around somewhere in double A if you're just snacking on chips and things like that. Or if you're tried some of those protein bars that are chalky, not good tasting, and the kind of stuff that just makes you want to swear off health food altogether. I know it's January officially, like if you're listening to this one day after it's been posted and you're probably thinking about new year's resolutions and wanting to be more healthy built bar is going to fit right in, but it's also going to make you think that you're uh, scratching that sweet itch when it comes to your sweet tooth. Check them out today at built.com. Use the promo code locked 15 to save 15% off your next order. And built bar has got amazing flavors too. You're talking about cherry bar. CEO is my favorite flavor. Still, even though the built bar puffs are really making a hard charge there for that top spot. They are amazing when it comes to the mouthfeel, marshmallowy goodness. It's a nice bar. It kind of reminds me of a three musketeer, Steve. It's something that I believe everybody should jump into. You can at built.com use that promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your next order. And Steve, you're going to be doing some of these, uh, as we move along. So Get ready. Uh, well, let's talk, though, about these Reds, because this offseason, I think we, we've all understood the messaging, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to spend money. So, you know, maybe they spend a little bit of money here or there on somebody with a major league contract, but in uh, replacement of that. There's plenty of guys on this roster that are intriguing. There's plenty of guys on this roster that need to bounce back. There's plenty of guys on this roster who have a shot to make a name in the major leagues, whether you're talking about Hunter Green and Nick Ladello, who should be called up as soon as opening day happens, or you've got some other guys like Dowry Moretta and Rivar San Martin and Tony Santion and Art Warren, who some of them may be in the rotation. Some of them may be in the bullpen. They're going to make names for themselves. Who is the most interesting red to you? And before we even talk about pitchers and catchers reporting in 2022. You know, it's really interesting because there's for, for lack of front office activity heading into the lockout, uh, there are very interesting storylines 
that are still developing around this team. And you hit on it just talking about some of those young guys that are going to be battling for spots, going to be battling for playing time, going to be battling for, for recognition. And when you and I were kicking around what we were going to talk about today, you know, I was thinking, who is the most interesting red? There's lots of great storylines, but here's where I settled. I settled on Tyler Stevenson. And the reason for that selection is this. He is going to be coming in and asked to fill in for one of the best defensive catchers we've had in Cincinnati in years. He's going to be asked to step in and replace a player in Tucker Barnhart, who was widely heralded as a tremendous manager of the pitching staff, almost another coach on the field type level, having Tucker behind the plate. Now we've got a young catcher that's going to be in his first full season as a starter being asked to replace a defensive gold glover, being asked to rise to the occasion to help manage a pitching staff that we're not quite sure what it's going to look like yet. And it could have two rookie pitchers in the starting rotation. It's going and to he be- might hit cleanup. Exactly. And hit cleanup at the same time. You know, this is, this is a guy that's going to have to really uh, bring his A game, you know, not to, not to make a pun about it, but he's going to have to really step up in a big, big way to, to fill those shoes. And it, for me, makes the most interesting storyline of the, the season early on is how will Tyler respond to that pressure and, and that expectation? It's interesting because the quick trade of Tucker Barnhart just it, it almost fulfilled a wish that most of us had this past season is that the Reds would commit to him. And they're doing that. They are committing to Tyler Stevenson. You know, you can say that they're being cheap. You can say that they're, you know, doing something unsavory when it comes to the payroll, when it, you know, referring to Tucker Barnhart. But for the most part, Tyler Stevenson is their guy, and they are acknowledging that. Plus, I mean, they made a couple of moves. They, these minor league signings of Andrew Knapp and Aramis Garcia, that neither one of those guys are going to contend with Tyler Stevenson. They are going to back him up. They are going to be the guy that fills in for him, you know, whatever, every fifth or sixth day or, or however they want to do it. I don't even know that this is a situation where the Reds would bring in any other type of backup catcher that would possibly push like you remember in uh, years past with Kirk Casale and with Tyler Stevenson when he first came up it kind of felt like there were guys and you can even go back to like the days of Ryan Hannigan catching for Bronson Arroyo there were specific catchers who caught for specific pitchers I think Tyler Stevenson is going to be the dude come hell or high water when it comes to all of these starting pitchers and the backup guys are just going to be there to give him a breather every so often you know I, I think you're you're pretty spot on with that. You know, one thing about how the fans reacted to the trade of Tucker Barnhart, um, you know, I think sometimes both things can be true when you're talking about a, a, a situation. And I think both the Reds believe that Tyler Stevenson is ready to be the number one catcher in Cincinnati. And I also believe that the the speed at which Tucker was traded was all about money and not having to pay for, you know, declining his option or not risking him being on the roster if they picked up the option. So I think that swift move of Barnhart was about the money. However, uh, Tyler has proved that he is ready. And uh, to the rest of your point, yeah, the Reds aren't going to be bringing in anybody that is expected to be a challenger for that position as a starter. Uh, they're looking for someone that can be serviceable as a late inning replacement, as a uh, Tyler needs a day off kind of guy, but I don't see that they're going to try and push Tyler Stevenson in that way. I think he's got enough pressure uh, coming his way. And let us not forget, in a pinch, they can always stick Kyle Farmer behind the plate. 
Exactly. Super utility man, Kyle Farmer, though I'm guessing that moniker has some sort of uh, disagreement that it stokes amongst Reds fans nowadays, if you look on Twitter anyway. I, I've got some. I've got a couple of guys that I want to float your way from my thoughts as to who the most interesting red in 2022 is going to be. Before I do that, though, I want to float this your way. Check out betonline.ag. And we've got this amazing promo code that you can use to start your bankroll in the positive realm. Locked on. You'll get 50% added onto your initial deposit before you even make your first bet. There's a lot of great action going on with these college football playoff games. You're talking about a lot of prop bets. How many yards is Des Ritter going to throw? Is Sauce Gardner going to have one or more picks when it comes to Bryce Young trying to throw the football to his wide receivers? What else can you bet on? Whole lots of stuff. The NFL playoffs are coming soon. We only have two weeks left. Can you believe that? Two weeks left of regular season NFL football. This year has just flown by. It's been the longest 2020 I've ever heard of. Plus, you can bet on the NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, college basketball, all of that great stuff can be found at betonline.ag. They are the only online sports book that I trust, and you should too. Head on over there today. Set up your profile with the promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and we are now two instead of one. I constantly said we. I, I, I think some people probably thought I had a mental disorder when I said we since <laughs> I was the only one talking. But now Steve and I are free and available wherever you get your podcast right here on locked on reds. And we are talking about all kinds of great stuff when it comes to storylines, almost way too early storylines. And there's two guys, two very, very different guys as to who I think will be the most interesting reds in 2022. The first one is a Eugenio Suarez, because I think he has a wide range of performance outcomes. When you're talking about, is he the guy that we saw for most of last year and 2020? Is he the guy that we saw in 2019 and September of 2021? Is it something that the shoulder was really that messed up and he's finally figured out how to have a competitive, nay, good baseball swing with a damaged shoulder? Or was it a fluke? I mean, we're, we're talking about a scenario where Aristides Aquino had a really good month in the year 2019 and never has been anything close to that since. So is Eugenio Suarez going to bounce back? Are we going to see the type of performance from him that had us all saying after the 2019 season that the torch had been passed. Mr. Joseph Daniel Votto was no longer the face of the franchise. It was a Eugenio Suarez, which by the way, it only just so happens that uh, my Bearcats jerseys, number 19, has nothing to do with Joey Votto, though I probably should have Votto stitched on the back. I don't know. That could be something interesting, something confusing at least. But when I think of a Eugenio Suarez, he was kind of the guy. And then 2020 happened, and he jumped into a pool the wrong way, and everything got changed. So I think that he has contention. And the other guy that I want to float your way before, before I get your thoughts on this, Tony Santion. Tony Santion came up last year and was given four starts. And, and 
a couple of those starts were at least intriguing so far as the flashes of potential that he showed. But once he was put into the bullpen, he took off. That slider fastball combo that he has working almost made you think that this dude could be a closer. And I know that it's weird to root for a guy to be a closer over a starter, but based on what we saw and based on the opportunities that the Reds gave him, they gave him far more opportunities out of the bullpen. So I think they believe he is a reliever and he had a much better performance out of the bullpen. So the range of outcomes for him, because I was reading C Trent in the athletic the other day and C Trent had a sort of pseudo prediction, not necessarily a prediction prediction, but just a, a random thought as to what the rotation would look like. And he included Santion's name. I'm more thinking of him as a back of the bullpen type dude. So when it comes to wide range of performance outcomes with a Eugenio Suarez and wide range of what on earth is he going to be for this team for Tony Santion? Those are the two guys that I'm thinking of, but I'm kind of having trouble picking between the two of them. And a lot of it too, Jeff, depends on what this roster looks like when we finally get to opening day. I mean, I think yes. for the purposes of this conversation, we're just going to have to assume that who we've got now is who we're talking about when we reach opening day. Uh, if there is no movement in this pitching staff, I see that there's absolutely no room for Tony Santion to work his way back into the starting rotation. Uh, with the expectation that Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo will at some point in time in 2022 be pitching in Cincinnati, uh, I think that Santion has found his home in the bullpen. I think the Reds and especially Derek Johnson look at him as a solid reliever uh, in this Reds bullpen. And, you know, where do you slot him in? You know, I listened to you yesterday talk about potential closers. And this conversation always drives me crazy because I have always felt like the closer is a waste of your best arm in, in many, many respects. And, uh, you know, I would hope that the Reds with their recent tendency to do things a little bit different, especially with assigned roles, don't necessarily just lock into one ninth inning guy. Uh, for Santion, I see him as a great seventh, eighth inning option uh, to set up Lucas Sims. Uh, I think you were pretty spot on that if there's going to be a guy that's pitching towards the end, you know, it's Lucas Sims. So what I like about Santion in that role is he can give you a seventh and an eighth. He can give you a sixth and a seventh. He can really come in in a situation where you need not just a quick out or not just a quick couple outs, but you need four or five outs. Uh, his his arm strength and endurance is going to give you that. So I, I like him for that. Uh, as far as Suarez goes, I think we could do a whole episode on what I think could happen with Gino. But and that's probably going to happen. And that's probably going to happen. But, you know, here's what I think. You don't hit 50 big league home runs in a season by accident. And I think that Eugenio Suarez was, in fact, coming into his own. I have believed all along, and you've heard me say it many, many times off the air, that there was a lot more wrong with that shoulder than he wanted to let on, that anybody wanted to let on, because that is where it changed. When, yes. when, when the Gino that we were all falling in love with and, and throwing around the idea of him being the face of the franchise for several years to come, uh, that all went away with that shoulder injury. So, you know, I would like to still give Gino the benefit of the doubt and hope that much like Jesse Winker, as there's more distance between the shoulder injury and now the play improves. That's the same thing that happened with Jesse Winker. His shoulder was wrecked. He didn't tell everybody the extent of the damage. He finally got the darn thing fixed and he showed up and hit for power. So I want to say the same thing is true with Eugenio Suarez. I think his shoulder was a lot more damaged than he let on. 
My hope is that whether he figured out how to swing through it or it's actually just getting better, what we saw towards the end of the season in 2021 is the Suarez that's going to show up at the beginning of 2022. And if that's the guy we get, then I don't know what they're going to do with Moustakis. I don't know what they're going to do with anybody <laughs> else. But if that guy shows up from day one, he's going to play. All the stats aside, there's plenty of numbers about Eugenio Suarez that are concerning enough. The eye test itself, I mean, we saw it early on in the season. He had this, like, crazy uppercut to his swing. It was, like, not even a I'm worried about launch angle. It was I'm trying to compensate and fix something here. And I think that he got rid of that, and it was a more flat swing plane as the season went on. And there in September, it was obviously at its best. So I, I think he's found something. And I, I know, Steve, you know me. I'm an eternal optimist in many things, but especially the Cincinnati sports scene and especially the Cincinnati Reds. But I just got a feeling he's going to be all right next year. I agree with you. And and let us not forget when Gino finally started to come around a little bit uh, in the 2021 season is when he had the hand injury and it forced him yeah. to change his grip and change his swing and, and tinker in ways that he probably would not have tinkered midseason uh, if he had been healthy. So I think, you know, whether it was an accidental discovery, whether it was just healing in general, uh, I, I'm with you on the optimism for Suarez. Uh, but I do want to I do want to bring you back to earth just a little bit. And and, you know, I mentioned Mike Moustakis and we all know that, you know, the moose and his 16 million dollar contract are, are looming there. And, and, and Bobby C is not going to allow that much money to just sit on the bench and not play unless there's a really good reason. So yeah. for, for Suarez to have those kind of moments, he's going to have to start hot. He's going to have to start fast and he's going to have to make it clear and without a doubt that there is no reason to set him down. And if that doesn't happen, he's looking at a platoon. And if he ends up in a platoon with Moose, I don't know that he's going to have the opportunity to be your guy like that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I, I think that if you're David Bell, just from your own sense of how to help this team win the most games, the team that you're given, you've got to have a little bit of a shorter leash with Gino. Because if we're coming out the end of April, coming out the end of May, and he's still batting a buck 50, we really got to look hard into the mirror and say, this is Gino and we need something better. I just, I, I think that it is fair to say that if he does those struggles like he had this past season, you, you cannot continue to roll him out there every day. I know that there were injuries involved and, and there were reasons that they had to roll him out there every day. But if everyone's healthy, if Moose is healthy, and if you've got guys like Farmer who can back him up and you've got some other dudes maybe pushing him from the minors side, which I don't think there's a ton right now, but you know maybe you're talking about an Alejo Lopez or something like that. If you have a guy in your lineup who is batting a buck 52, there is no reason why Alejo Lopez can't do better than that. So I think they've got to be honest about that whether they will or not is a topic for another one but steve i i am so insanely excited to have you on board as the co-host this is now you and me not just me welcoming you in as a guest or something like that steve's going to be around for a lot more he's probably going to keep me grounded on some of my more ridiculous takes that people like to say like oh my gosh you are drinking some really red colored and flavored kool-aid there so yeah it's great to have you aboard man well, i appreciate being here thanks a lot jeff Absolutely. And that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your hashtag first listen. Now make your second listen 
Locked on bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have all of the information you need to make some cash at betonline.ag. Locked on bets, just like locked on reds, is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it might be the offseason, and we might be locked out, but we're locked on reds every single day. And Happy New Year. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.